0: When you're in a meeting, the last person to be speaking should be the CEO or the most senior person, because our job as leaders is to grow people, to grow their skills and to grow their confidence. If we're always speaking, they're not getting to share their ideas. When we get them to share their ideas, we can go, that's amazing. And then they feel good about themselves and then they'll share more ideas. Welcome to the Second in Command podcast produced by the COO Alliance. And brought to you by its founder, Cameron Harold. In the Second in Command podcast, we talk to top COOs who share the insights, strategies, and tactics that made them the chief behind the chief. And now, here's your host, Cameron Harold. Do you think out loud as a CEO? Have you ever really thought about all the business lessons you now know to be true? Well, years ago, when I was the COO for 1 800 Got Junk, I learned the dangers of thinking out loud, especially when coupled with a large title like CEO or COO. In this episode, I'll tell you what I learned. I also spent three months journaling after leaving when 800 got junk and came up with roughly 60 lessons in business that I wish I'd known when I was in the middle of building the companies. I'm gonna share some of those lessons with you today. I hope you love this episode as much as I did creating it for you. The CEO is the chief energizing officer. We have to be very careful with everything we say because it gets taken with way more intent than we often anticipate it will. And one of the d- detriments of ADD is that we think out loud. One of the detriments of bipolar, the manic side of bipolar, is that we're often going so quick that we're thinking out loud. But the problem is that when we're thinking out loud, everyone else is internalizing those thoughts and figuring out how to make us happy because they're searching for that praise still that we're all starving for as kids, right? We're all 16 year olds trapped in adult bodies. So just remember that, that titles carry a lot more of this unintended weight. God us two ears and one mouth. We need to use them in that ratio. We need to listen twice as often as we speak. So Simon Sinek, who I think one of his books was called Leaders Speak Last or Leaders Eat Last, Eat Last. Um, Simon was on our board of advisors. Simon actually flew out to Vancouver to meet Brian and I. He read about us in Fortune magazine and flew to Vancouver from New York to see if it was real. And that was where we first met Brian or, or Simon. He stayed at my house that weekend. We had lots of dinners together. He ended up on our board and his thing about the leaders eat last. I've always said that the leaders need to speak last as well. When you're in a meeting, the last person to be speaking should be the CEO or the most senior person. Because our job as leaders is to grow people, to grow their skills and to grow their confidence. If we're always speaking... They're not getting to share their ideas. When we get them to share their ideas, we can go, that's amazing. And then they feel good about themselves and then they'll share more ideas. So our job is to shut up, ask questions, get them to give their ideas, help them give better ideas, give the quiet people a voice. So they're in the room, right? If you're going to invite people into a meeting and they're not going to speak, you shouldn't be inviting them to the meeting, right? So th- that, that's what I try to do is that, that listen and don't talk. For everybody in this room, and Alicia, you'll love this, Alicia Dumas, who like helps Thought leaders and authors have their books end up on Wall Street Journal bestseller lists. Vision, with your list, I don't know who you're working with, but I think you know Alicia. Or I'm sure you do. Alicia Dumas over here helps a ton of the best authors in the world get their books on the biggest lists in the world. Who here has written a book? Who here has written two books? Okay, Good. If you haven't written a book yet, you should. There's n- been no easier time in history to get a book written. I'm working on my sixth book right now. And it's about it's called The Second in Command, and it's how to unleash the power of a COO, because that really will drive the COO alliance, and it's a way for me to share all my ideas finally. But it's also, I get all the ideas out of my head. So I work with a group called Scribe. I'm the number one referral source to Scribe. So if you want an introduction to them, if you send me an email, it's Cameron at CameronHerald.com. I'll introduce you to my team, and they can help you with it. It's not cheap. It's about forty thousand to get your book done. But here's how the process works. I do about six hours, six Zoom calls where they ask me questions and I talk and I keep talking and I walk around my home talking and they get all this content transcribed. I send them videos from my speaking events and stuff that I've written and stuff from my coaching calls. They pull all those transcriptions together and they start framing it out into this book. And then they keep asking me questions and I go through and read it my total time commitment for my CEO COO book will be about 30 hours. My total time commitment for the book Vivid Vision was 18. And it's a really, really good book because they do all the post production and all the pre-press and all the rounds of editing. It's all me. It's all my content. It's all my words. But for me to sit down and type it, I suck at typing. I suck at writing. It would take me forever. So, but to get that book out there, that fuels everything, right? That's where my speaking fees went from 3000 to 40. My coaching fees jumped, my, 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 my brand awareness jumped. It's all become a, because of that. And you can do it in cheaper ways as well, but this is an example of what you can do. I had to learn that my mania is good when I harness it, but there's lots of times when I need to slow down and be a little bit less manic. I had to be able to find ways to be a little bit less manic so that my team didn't feel like I was coming at them with 70 ideas. The classic for me was if I would go away to like a YPO event or an entrepreneur's organization event or a Genius Network event and I would come back with the 64 great ideas that I had and I was all filled with energy and I wanted to share them all, my team was in full on panic mode because they think that they have to now work on those 64 ideas. Some of them next week I'll think are terrible ideas, but I just was so excited I had to share them. So by slowing down and being less manic, it allowed me to then work better and better with the team. I had to learn to think before speaking, which is really hard when you think out loud, right? So I've often said that for me to have a thought, it needs to come out of my mouth, so my ears can hear it, so my brain can have the thought. It's kind of the way my brain works. I don't understand why. People are like, no, it doesn't work that way. No, it really does. You've never been inside my brain. (laughs) I started brushing my teeth yesterday and I hadn't finished going to the bathroom. My wife looked at me, she goes, are you fucking kidding? I'm like, I didn't even realize it was happening. <laughs> I swear to God, literally yesterday. When, like, when, a, when an ADD brain is, I know that was way too much information. <laughs> I'm not going to show you a slide of it happening. Um, but when the ADD brain is going, it's hard to unwind that. And so you have to learn how to, to work with that. So I've learned to tell my team now, just let me talk. Don't write it all down. When I'm finished talking, I'll tell you what we've summarized or where we've netted out. But I'm going to meander a little bit. I need to work through this. Or I'll just say, I'm just thinking out loud right now. Don't, don't take any notes. Right, just let me think. And, and they're learning that. I learned that every single action that we have as a leader has a ripple effect. And it's almost like a big boulder that we drop into a pond. Let's say it's a new project that you're doing. That's like a big boulder that project is gonna have ripples, good ripples and bad ripples. That new team leader that you hire, that new senior person that you bring into the team is gonna have good ripples and bad ripples. And often as leaders, I'll give you an example, let's say we hire a new VP of technology and we bring this, and all we're worried about is onboarding the new person, making sure they know everybody, making sure they know their job, making sure they know the tools that we use, making sure that they're getting along with everybody, and we're missing all the ripples that are happening. We're missing that the six other directors are still pissed off that they didn't get the job. We're missing that two of the directors don't like that person. We're missing that two of the directors are worried because they think that this VP of IT is going to fire them and hire their friend. We're worried that like all these ripples that are happening that we don't even spend time looking for. So our job as leaders isn't to focus always on the projects getting done. It isn't to focus always on getting these people on boarded, it's to sit and watch for the ripple effects, to literally watch. And that's one of the strengths of ADD is you notice them, but what I want us to do is to actually proactively look for them. You've been listening to Second in Command, brought to you by COO Alliance founder, Cameron Harold. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our other podcast streaming platforms. For more best practices from industry-leading COOs, visit COOalliance.com.